Welcome to the Long-Term Care Chronicles podcast. Thank you uh, so much, Carol, for coming on to the Long-Term Care Chronicles. And uh, before we start, I'll get you to introduce yourself to uh, the listeners. Okay, my name is Carol Delicious. I'm from Schenectady, I can't even talk, Schenectady, New York, which is upstate New York, outside of Albany. Um, and my mother was in a nursing home facility for a little over two years before she passed away on this April 30th, 2021. And um, so when the pandemic hit last year, what was that like uh, for you and for your mother at that time? Uh, that was a nightmare. That was, I couldn't believe what was happening. You know, at first they said, oh, it's just going to be for two weeks. Yeah. And it was exactly a year that we were locked out, along with hundreds of thousands of other family members all across the country. Uh, I fought along with every other family member to try and get back in. I attended rallies. Um, I advocated for this bill. I advocated for them to open up. Nursing homes finally opened up on March 26th of 2021. And uh, I was so relieved. I was so happy. My mother was so happy. Um, last year was a nightmare for everybody. I couldn't believe what was happening. I mean, it was the first Christmas, first holidays that we didn't spend with my mother. Um, finally got back in on March 26th. She was so happy to see us. I was so happy to see her. Um, and we went almost almost every day. There were a few days I didn't go, but almost every day we were, I was over there, my sisters and I, and um, she passed away on April 30th. I think, honestly, I think she was waiting for us to get back in. You know, and even though the the law was changed last year in September, there, you still weren't able to go in. That didn't make a difference. No, no. Um, they nursing homes just didn't care. You know what I mean? I think they were purposely. I believe personally that they were purposely trying to keep family members out because they didn't want us to see exactly what was going on. When I got in there. Finally, I was appalled to see what was going on. Um, we were on, we stayed on top of them 24 seven. I mean, because I had, a, um, it's not a camera. It was, it's called view clicks. It's a, it's kind of a camera. It's like a small iPad that I had set up in the room with their permission that I could see her and I could see what was going on. And, and she could call me, she had a phone. So I was able to see what was going on at all times and she would tell me. And so we were on them 24 seven, something happened, but that's, that's great for some some residents don't have family members to fight for them. And it was just disgusting to see the lack of care that was going on, the lack of care, the lack of respect that they weren't getting. It was just, it's, it's too much. It should not be happening. It should have never happened. It should never be allowed, never be allowed to see, to see that, see that. I don't even know what to, what to call it. It's just so disheartening to see. And nobody cares. Nobody cares. The people yeah. that can fix it 
won't fix it. And you said that it wasn't until March when the state uh, bill was passed that you were able to to go through and I take you were part of that advocacy to get that uh, passed. Right, right. Um, we a lot of us fought to, to finally get in and um, I think New York State was one of the I don't know what to call it, hardest hit. Um, the governor was just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And, uh, you know, we're seeing other states opening up, but not New York state, but they finally did. Um, I don't know what made them do it. I think uh, maybe they found their hearts. I, I don't know, but I was glad we finally were able to get back in and see my mother. Yeah, because I know that there's been a lot of, I guess, pressure towards the, you know, the state government uh, for what had happened in long-term care. There was uh, over 15,000 deaths that had happened, if right. I'm not mistaken. And just with all the, the controversy that's going on with how it's been handled, and um, I know that you are part of a lot of different advocacy groups, is right. that still something that's you know coming up that they're still talking about in terms of further changes in long-term care or nursing home settings yes um i'm on a couple of different advocacy advocacy i can't even talk groups <laughs> uh nursing home support group voices for seniors um and a lot of people because some people are still trying to asking for help getting their loved ones in nursing homes what they should do you know, where, where they can turn to. And so I, I try and help that way. Um, I'll never stop fighting for the seniors because they deserve so much better. They deserve so much better. We don't put them in there because we want to. We put them in nursing home because we have to, we have no choice. And people say, oh, you should take them out. You should take them out. Yes, that would be great if we could do that. If there were groups that were allowing that or helping out. And there are some groups that you can turn to, but a lot of it is private pay. And a lot of it is obviously your home. You have to be able to have a handicapped accessible home, which I am far from that. I, I don't even have that, but I saw my mother every day and I fought for her every day. And um, I won't stop fighting because it's something that's absolutely necessary. And I just don't understand how these politicians in this country can just ignore it. I know it doesn't affect them and nor it probably will never affect them because they have the funds to be able to have their loved ones stay home. Um, but I just don't get it. It's like, how can they be so heartless and so just, not understanding of the situation and they don't do, and they're the ones that can change it and they don't do anything to help. And I've reached out to so many politicians and groups to try and get them to open their eyes, walk in a nursing home and see what you see. You know, I've filed numerous reports with the New York State Department of Health and all they say is they come back with the, we find no issues of course, you're not going to find any issues because you're telling them you're coming in. You're not going to find any issues. It's they all work together. You know, I think it's all intertwined. They all work together. Nobody wants to 
help anybody out else out here or get anybody in in issues and um i don't know what else to say about it it's just somebody needs to do something and i i just don't understand why nobody will help the bottom line is why doesn't anybody help these poor people what would you say then um what you're working towards to try to get help uh within this um sector is it just the you know the staffing issue is it just the training what do you think should be you know looked upon by the government to get change to happen um there needs to be better care number one better respect and the, one of the biggest issues is the staffing i know where my mother was um, before the pandemic they had four nurses, no, two nurses and four aides for 40 residents at all times. During the pandemic and after the pandemic, they had one nurse and two aides for 40 residents. How can that possibly be okay? Where, what has happened to this country that we are allowing this to happen? And I know, like I said, this, this has been going on for many, 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 many years, but it just became more prevalent, I think, during COVID. Um, but it's like, how can you take care of 40 residents with two AIDS? They're not getting the care they deserve. I know numerous times my mother was sitting in wet diapers for, for 45 minutes to an hour. Here's a woman that had a history of bladder cancer and they knew it. And she's sitting around in wet diapers for an hour. She had so many UTIs, it was unfathomable. Um, it's like, when is somebody gonna, like, when did, like I said, when did this country become this? When did this become acceptable that we don't care for our seniors anymore? Why? Because they, they just feel like, oh, well, they're there, they're gonna die eventually, so they don't matter. Yes, they absolutely matter. They absolutely matter. They absolutely, they have family members. These are seniors that made this country what it is today and they're totally forgotten about. And it, that is totally not acceptable to anybody, nor should it be acceptable to anybody in this country. And nobody does anything. Nobody does anything. And I take it that's what you're working towards to make sure that yes. this does not stop. This, you know, this particular issue is not forgotten and you will not stop until change is, is going to come about. Right, right. I'm gonna fight until something, they get the help they need. It's not all about money. Everything is about money to these nursing homes, especially the private ones. Oh, money, money, money. Let's see how many residents we can get in and out and get their money. These are people, they're not animals. These are people that deserve better care. They deserve better care. They deserve better staffing. And do you think that with the, I guess now the this, the federal uh, bill that's been put into introduced back in March of this year, it, do you think it goes enough in terms of that essential caregiver um, act, or should there be something more? It it there should be something more. I mean, the essential caregivers bill is great. I mean, we needed that from day one, but there need, like I said, there needs to be better care. Uh, better staffing, better training, 
you know, they're hiring aides that aren't even certified. But I guess they can't be choosy, but still, you need to have better staffing. These people deserve better care. And the staffing issue, you're working with one nurse and two aides. That's just, I don't get it. I just don't get it. And I, like I said, I, when did this become acceptable? When did this become okay to treat our, our loved ones like this, our seniors in nursing homes like this? It's well, just. Sorry. So oh, what would you like, what would you like to, to say in terms of with, to the, not only to the politicians, but to the other family members that are going through this as to what they should be doing in terms of the advocacy part of it. Family members need to speak up. Um, if they see something going on that they don't like, they need to speak up. They need to be the advocate for their loved one. Do not be afraid to speak up to the nursing home. They're not gonna do anything to you, but you need to speak up so your loved one is taken care of better. You see something going on that you don't like, report it immediately. Don't let it continue. And I'm going to keep fighting with hundreds of thousands of other family members until something is done to take better care of our seniors in nursing homes. But the biggest thing is, like I said, people, people tend to, they're afraid that the nursing home is going to retaliate against yes. them if they speak up. And that's, that's sad. That's very sad that they're afraid of nursing homes. It's like, don't be afraid. This is your loved one. If you see something going on that you don't like, speak up, report it immediately because you don't want it to continue and you don't want it to happen again or happen to another uh, resident and fight for your loved ones. I mean, I know a lot of people are fighting, but some, like I said, something just, something needs to be done. It's, it's just, I, the essential caregivers bill is very important, but I think they need to add in there um, the care, the care level needs to be increased immensely. And the people that can change it aren't doing anything like the CDC, CMS, the politicians, they need to open their eyes. It's like, these are people, they need to open their eyes and help these poor people. And so finally, is there any final thoughts that you wanted to, to just to convey for the listeners that are listening? We're all in this together and we need to continue to fight. Um, it's a sad situation. And like I said, this has been going on for many, 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 many years, but I just became more aware of it, of course, with my mother in a nursing home. I didn't think it was, I mean, I heard nursing homes, some nursing homes were bad, some were good, but I didn't realize exactly this, the level of bad that it really is. <clears throat> and if everybody just bands together, maybe somebody will listen. That's my hope that somebody will listen and somebody will do something and step in and change, change what's going on in the nursing homes. 
Thank you so much, Carol, for that. I do appreciate your time and for you to speak to what um, has been happening for you and for your family and the advocacy that you're going to be continuing onwards with. But I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome.